What is going on, guys? Welcome to the New Mind Collective. It is your host, New Mind, aka Kyle Evans, and I am here once again with the lovely Choli. How's it going, guys? And we also have a new guest joining us today for the very first time, G. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. It's glad. It's it's good to have you. (laughs) Well, awesome, man. Um. So what you guys been what you guys been doing today? Well, I just woke up today. It's a it's a nice rainy Saturday. It's not mm. not anything I can really do outside. I was gonna hit up the gym, but you see, I wanted to get this podcast done. I guess before all of this, all before. the workouts. Yeah, and uh, we didn't bring any gym clothes. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's disappointing. That would have that's what that was. A major party foul on our part. Should have known. Anytime. Come to hang out with Choli. There's there's gonna be physical activity involved. Exactly, man. Yeah. Gotta get active. Gotta stretch. Bring clothes, tennis shoes. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, face gear. Yeah. So with with this guy, sometimes <laughs> you might need it. Fence, what, <laughs> fencing, uh, fencing uh, equipment. Jeez, man. No. You might need to. Yeah, yeah. Probably would. But we did go. We did go. Uh, we did play. Uh, Softball with Reagan uh, the other day. Yeah, that was out. fun. That was fun. We worked out twice that day. Actually, we had a good like hour and a half workout at the gym, and then we went and scooted over to the ball fields and played some softball. It was fun. Yeah, and we played on the uh, little league field. Yeah, Kyle was smacking them out of the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, knocking them out of the park. We were catching them the whole time. <laughs> Made me feel good about myself. I I tried to tell him when we went there. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is little league, but I'm not going to say anything. So. I hit any home runs, I can feel good. Yeah, that we'd be more impressed. I'm glad I actually did move my car because it was right next to the field and I actually scooted it back because I was afraid we were going to hit it. Yeah. It could have happened. <laughs> but it was embarrassing whenever the uh, the five-year-old showed up to practice and, you know. Yeah. Y'all know this is a little league field, right? Like, this isn't for adults. Yeah. yeah. The, the adults' fields are, like, uh, like half a mile down the road. Yeah. On, on the other side, so you can't be, you know, jerks and... Smacking home runs out and hitting people's cars in this yeah. super small. Field. I get it. I guess. Yeah, I mean that's whatever. We're we're just trying to enjoy the beautiful day. Exactly. You know. So. But anyway, so it's good to be back for another episode. This is actually episode three. I was gonna try to reach out to uh, Austin again so that we could do the uh, do the education uh, podcast that he was supposed to do with me for episode three, but I think he's out finding himself in the woods. Right yeah. now, is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's camping. That's right. He's on a uh, he's on a personal expedition, self discovery. <coughs> it's probably not true. He's actually playing Diner Dash on his phone, <laughs> nonstop with like a backup, uh, you know, battery pack. I'm just kidding. We love know. you, Austin. Yeah, if you're listening, Austin, we love you. Which I'm I'm sure you're probably not listening out in the woods, but if you hear it when we get back, we love you. Get in touch with me, so that uh, we can do we can do our episode. But today. On the official episode three of the New Mind Collective podcast, we are going to be mm-hmm. talking about the universal language. Have you ever heard that, Chili? The universal language. Have you ever heard that that what our, what we're going to be talking about has been has been uh, described as the universal language? No, but I mean, I guess I could understand why it would be considered that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about the wonderful world. Of music. 
I like you're going with the more the more classical. But yeah, just music as a whole, the um, you know the the history of music, kind of where it came from, um, the impact that it's had, you know, mm -hmm. in in the past uh, civilizations and older civilizations, uh, the impact that it has today, and how you know hopefully it can be used to uh, to change the world and, and kind of inspire, you know, people right. as, an, as an art form to uh, to be the best versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. So we'll kind of tackle that. And it's great that we have G with us today because not only is G a um, well-versed, well-educated scholar when it comes to well, when it comes to uh, music and also an educator so we have the privilege of uh, having your expertise and kind of our uh, we won't need google so much hopefully <laughs> yeah. during hopefully during the episode of this podcast yeah. so we can uh, debunk yeah. any misconceptions and yeah. clear up any, any myths. ambiguities we were we were talking before the podcast started about gregorian chants so uh <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll have to go there. Maybe, yeah i don't know i mean it was interesting well, i will say this on that i won't okay. go into a lot of detail with gregorian sure. chant hey, but gregorian gregory away <laughs> i'm sure there's a greg out there listening yeah. would feel very uh like this is his claim to fame right here right well that was uh, the first recorded music that they have found written down has been gregorian chant and the whole reason that monks sing that is just to memorize scriptures because they realized how music can help you memorize and connect with things better okay. so that's why they keep it so flat tone because <laughs> it's supposed to be more like speaking sure right. you know and they just used it for memorization and then it evolved from there into what we have today okay and so what so wait a minute so gregorian chants are the first recorded Record, um, written down on paper, recorded, not okay. recorded like sound wise. Sure, sure. Okay, so, yeah. the, so what was recorded? Was it like the music or was mm -hmm. it the lyrics? Uh, notation. The, notation. So oh, yeah, wow. the actual music written out. Okay. They used uh, diamonds for note heads instead of little circles. Oh wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We should look it up online later. Yeah. Hey, uh, people can... listening, Google Notorian or um, <laughs> Gregorian notation, music notation, and it looks pretty crazy. If but you... you can see similarities to today's, you know musical scores compared sure. to them. So where, so I guess that's the perfect, or, or uh, bids the question, because I don't know. Where did, <clears throat> like, the first musical, so that was the first written down musical notation, yes. recorded. Mm -hmm. But okay. not, obviously, the first time of humans making music, because they have prehistoric sure. flutes and instruments made out of bones, you yeah. know, that cavemen that didn't have even sure. necessarily math or language we're still making music maybe uh, some a lot of, of rituals or something like that where exactly like, like banging on some drums or exactly something like yeah that. a lot of scholars believe that uh that music is innate you know it's not sure. you know a learned skill like math is helpful and and a lot of skills are helpful but they're not necessarily natural to you as a human your, you know the curiosity is but music they say you know just think about how babies jump in the womb when they and hear kick, music, yeah. you know, and babies dance to music. It's like a natural sensation to want to move and to engage with yeah. music because your brain loves it's like patterns. Yeah, subconsciously yeah. already, you already know, like I guess, how to understand good music and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, uh, <clears throat> I'll come back to the, well, I guess let me just wrap up that point. So, so did the Gregorian people or monks, did they, 
this so they created kind of the whole musical notation yes notation mm-hmm. the idea like of theory writing it down and theory yes oh wow yeah okay yeah. so yeah definitely definitely go out there and research that guys i'm gonna do that for sure try to find out find out some more where that yeah. came from thanks dr morgan ellis <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i don't i don't personally read music uh I can play kind of chords and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. so that's fascinating. I'd love to see where it came from. Maybe that maybe yeah. that would help me understand more. And the very like primitive shape of music, you know, because yeah. they really just had two notes, and then everything developed from there. Next was solfege. Yeah. The do re mi fa sol la ti do. Mm-hmm. That was next. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, but what I was saying when you were saying how like music is innate um, or intrinsic in you know kind of like the human being. I remember seeing uh, like a clip from a movie and the DJ was talking about how, you know, that's where uh, like the best DJs come in is because they're able to kind of match up your body's rhythms and patterns to like music, mm-hmm. you know, like your heart rate and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's rhythms that are naturally occurring yeah. in our bodies and in, and in the world. So maybe, you know, that has something to do yeah. with it. And I mean, they've done studies and that's shown that in like ensembles, bands, but particularly um, choirs, singers, mm-hmm. that their heartbeats will actually align with the other people or people they're singing with. Oh, wow. And they're not sure if it's just because everyone's breathing at the same time. So that just kind of helps yeah, sync it up. But part of it is with tempo too. So, but it's just neat to think of like a group of people being so in tune with each other that their bodies are actually, you know, linking up at a, you know, cardiovascular level. Level is crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I guess in a way it would make sense that if you were breathing, you know, in a, in a similar pattern or, or even in unison, that it would somehow potentially kind of regulate but not cardiac rhythm. But not. Yeah. I, it doesn't make sense that that would happen completely. We'll have right. to have it. Might a, be causative, but not... Sure. Or correlated, correlated, but not, not positive. Co- right. Yeah. yeah, we might have to have a uh, like a medical doctor yeah, or, right. or a cardiologist <laughs> on the podcast. That's just musings. Don't out. don't take any of that as fact. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that there are studies that have proven that 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 yeah. happens, yes. but we don't maybe exactly know why. Yet. Sure. Or at least I don't. Okay. Yeah. Another another thing to research. Hopefully, see this is the stuff that fascinates me though. This is why I love you know doing the podcast. I'm excited about getting this started because. It's bringing up a lot of, uh, hopefully it'll bring up a lot of information that's, um, you know, relevant sparks, to a lot yeah. of us. But yeah, it sparks a, a desire and a curiosity to go and, and learn more and, and maybe get more in tune with, uh, you know, history and, you know, human nature yeah. so that we can uh, learn from the past and, you know, and improve. Sure. So, so we started with Gregorian chants. And then, and then where did we, and then how did, uh, how did things progress? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, shoot. You're really testing my memory. Um. That's all right. We won't know the difference if you, uh. <laughs> well, but other people, <laughs> yeah. and that's enough for me. That's right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think carefully about my words. Um, then we had like Baroque music, you know, which isn't my favorite genre. So honestly, that wasn't <laughs> an area of music that I did very well in because I don't really care for it a whole sure. bunch. But that's like. You know, Handel's Messiah, like the music that's very, like, prim and proper. Well, Mm -hmm. it's before classical, but, you know. um, But then that influenced the classical style, which then influenced, you know, the romantic style after that. So, um, you know, music just progresses, you know, throughout history. I mean, everything builds on top of itself, you know. They learn from people from the past, and then they put their own twist on it and spell. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Imagine it's a... 
like we were saying, like how music's the universal language, I guess it's almost like that. Like you add to the like the language, like it kind of develops. Yeah, there's a, different, sure. a lot of attributes in life that we do yeah. that with. Yeah. Every single aspect of life, almost. Yeah. yeah, and even within music, you have so many different, you know, genres and categories and different ways of making music that mm -hmm. it's hard to even categorize, you know, one direction. Like sure. whenever, you know, you're studying music history, there's a distinct difference between the classical history and then what's the folk history, you know, mm -hmm. and folk would include what we listen to today, like pop and country, more just casual music, music you would sing with friends or, right. you know, that are passed down Campfire, throughout tradition, uh, you know, kinda. yeah, family songs or whatever. So even within that, you might have certain things going on in a, you know, classical or more upfront way, but then a lot of other kinds of music happening that you don't even know about or can't even, you know, touch. And I had a point I was going with that, but I forgot. What did you originally say? We're just talking about the the history and where we went after. Uh, oh yeah, so I mean, it just it's kind of like continues. when you have a tree, you think of like a tree, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you have like a starting point, and then you branch off in one direction, and then from that one branch, you can branch off into five other For directions, sure. you know. But then you have a different branch from that original that branches off into five others. So then you have ten different, you know, sections, and then it just keeps branching from there. So that's what I love about music is it's just so versatile. Yeah. You know, and so many artists find, you know, inspiration from so many different sources, you know, and I think that's important, you know, to make sure you're listening to a variety of things and yeah. and studying and not just seeing what's current and new, but also looking to the past because that's where it There's a lot of good started, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, I mean, what, what you were saying with it, like being a tree, you know, and a tree is a living thing. It's, a, it's an organism. And so... It's kind of like if music is the same way, and I kind of want to go back to the point with it being like intrinsic and innate in nature, because if that's true, and it is an organic compound, it explains why it, you know it's growing. But I guess I'd I'd like to know where you know kind of it came from, or where you guys think it came from, or how it got into you know the human like psyche or consciousness. What do you think, Nick? Like you know, do you think music is uh, is intrinsic. You think kids are born with the, uh, with the beat in their, uh, in their soul? Um, I, I don't know. Like you were saying before, like there's kind of like a rhythmic things in our lives, like a heartbeat and things like that, and kind of cycles that kind of go through. So I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure exactly like if I could really like touch and say if like we're like built in like into us whenever we're born. But I mean, it's definitely like. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a big part of, like, everyone's lives and everything like that, mm -hmm. so I'm not sure we're exactly the source of it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in everybody, but to different degrees, the same way athleticism is. Some people sure. are just naturally more athletic. Others can work hard and get to the same place, you know, but most people are athletic unless they're born with some sort of, you know, physical limitation or some other, you know handicap that might cause them not to be athletic but for mm -hmm. the most part everyone's born at least somewhat athletic sure. it's just a matter of how far you take it and I feel like the same thing with music I think it's in everybody I just don't think that not not everyone is naturally not everyone comes by easily but I think sure. it is there for everybody you know sure. and just to different degrees not everyone enjoys the same kind of music or not everyone likes singing but some people like playing instruments or sure. dancing you know so there's so many different facets of music within itself or even just music listeners, you know, you can be a really good music listener, and you think of like 
album critics, you know, and their job is simply just to study and write, you know, about albums that are coming sure. out. I mean, that's that takes a special ear and a certain level of creativity and understanding of music as a yeah. whole, too. I mean, it's all very, very fascinating. Sure, yeah. they did their education and stuff yeah. like that, too, but... Um, you know, now that you like, now I think about it for a second. Maybe we did like evolve and eventually from our ancestry because it's been like music's been around for so long, and mm-hmm. after years and years of like us growing and stuff like that, maybe it is like innate and kind of like born inside mm-hmm. of us, and like maybe we there is like some sort of you know like subconsciously we do know like exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it would make sense um, that it that it's kind of passed down. I mean, if you're same way with like language. You know, there's there's certain things that you know, like like I think I've mentioned before. I don't particularly believe in uh, evolution. I'm more of a intelligent design uh, theorist myself. But I mean, it would make sense from an evolutionary standpoint if things were passed down, you know, based on you know need for for survival or you know uh, benefit to the mm-hmm. benefit to the species or you know the human. Sure. So I think that's interesting. I like if you know, from a scientific or evolutionary standpoint, that we do have that, because I think that it it shows a need, you know, somehow for something. You know, I'd be curious to mm-hmm. to do some more research and find out, you know, the uh, like the believed therapeutic, you know, benefits of music and mm-hmm. how, you know. Just like there's, you know, medicine, natural medicine, how music could be used for, like, trauma, like, and the show for... alternative medicine. Right, right, as an alternative medicine kind of thing. Like, I remember, I went to a chiropractor, and he was uh, questionable uh, <laughs> in, his, in his practice, I will say that. Um, and some people think that chiropractors are quacks just as a whole, but maybe, and maybe they are. I mean, I just know getting my back cracked feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pseudoscience so there's no like actual evidence that proves that it's going to help you but it's just like they think it's going to help you right sure they believe it is yeah but nevertheless there's there's a there's a wide spectrum I've been going to to chiropractor since I was a child and there's a wide spectrum of them some of them are more they seem to be more kind of professional and more on the on the medical side of things and the other ones are more just kind of you know I know how to do this I got some Mm-hmm. You know, kind of more mystical, maybe a little bit more, I don't know, I don't know how I would put it. New age, maybe. So anyway, I go to this chiropractor, and he told me, which I hadn't known, and I think I told you this, G. Mm-hmm. He hit a gong, or this gong-type uh, device, and like put it on the back of my skull. And it was like vibrating. Right, right. Yeah, it was like vibrating, like my skull. And he said that 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 it was resonating or vibrating in the key of middle C, which is supposedly has like healing properties. And so it was gonna like realign my something or other. Oh, uh, it was uh, gonna realign something. I don't know if it was like realigning or if it was gonna like. Just do stuff. It was gonna make something. That sounds like but some magical powers. I know. I was. I'm like. I didn't really feel comfortable with it at the time. I was like, did I like stumble into like, was that place where Harry Potter went to get his magic wand? The the alley place. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. 
So, you know, like, did I stumble into some, like, magical world where this guy's going to get me to drink some, like, elixir and turn me in? I don't know. It was kind of weird. And it's just a re- it was just a weird place. So I didn't go back, you know, never. <laughs> needless to say. But I don't know. Maybe there, maybe there was something to it. Maybe he's, maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, a lot. For sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, you think I'm crazy? Yeah, for oh, sure, man. That's true. Okay, that's fair. You have known me a lot. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people like to think as like, um, music as an alternative medicine as well, you know, like, yeah. kind of like soothing the mind and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of different like musical impacts from even like just the 60s and 70s. A lot of people, you can think of, like, the Jackson 5. Sure. I mean, off the top of my head, like, Stevie Wonder was in the 70s, too. The Beatles. Mm-hmm. Like, ACDC. All these, like, bands that were just, like, huge back then. And, like, and a lot of them had, a, like, a lot of positive things to say as well. You know, like, sure. trying to, like, progress and, like, change the times and stuff like that. You know, like, because um, a lot of times there was a lot of oppression. And especially, like, on, let's say, like, African Americans and, you know. Stevie Wonder was kind of like an advocate and made songs that kind of, you know, that tried mm-hmm. to... Bring some sort of healing sure. and positivity. Yeah, I've always thought music has done that in pop culture. It's really influenced. I think the world would be a totally different place if you didn't have the pop icons standing up for what they believe in. And I know a lot of people say they need to, you know, not express their opinions, but I don't think that's the issue. I think as long as people are educated and have a, you know, a strong opinion based on researched opinions and not just blowing smoke, then I think that people should use their platform, especially with something like music that's known for being able to connect with people so Mm -hmm. well. That is a perfect place. Why would you ignore social, you know, injustices or whatever in music if that's one of the ways that you're going to connect with people the easiest? Why would you not use that as a platform, especially if it's a cause that you care about? Sure. You know? Yeah, I think think that's definitely the biggest thing is, you know... um, if it's a cause that you care about and you're passionate about it, then definitely use yeah. it as a platform. I think Just people's problem with that is, yeah, is when you're using it to exploit people. Because it is a thing with music um, and different art forms, but particularly music, that certain keys or certain you know chords or notes can can garner or um, you know evoke uh, certain emotions or mm-hmm. feelings. And I don't know if there's a science to that. Is are you familiar with there any sort of science how like the like certain sounds or keys like cause different feelings? Is that um, like a thing? Well, part of it is just um, environmental. Mm-hmm. So just at a young age, you learn that a certain sound means a certain thing, even if it's subconscious. You're watching a show; they have scary music in the right, background. Like you eerie. learn to associate that. That's part of it. But then another part is the actual science of. You know, well, patterns even, because our brain recognizes patterns. That's Mm -hmm. very comforting to our brains. Mm -hmm. So when songs have a lot of, and that's why pop music is so repetitive. And that's why so many people like it and it gets, because it's so, people like that. Yeah, it's easily absorbed by their brains. easily absorbed. So when you take out some of those patterns, like for instance, if I'm writing scary music for a TV show, Mm -hmm. if I'm following the same rhythm, I'm doing very... Um, easy to guess notes that people know where the song is going, that's not going to create suspense. Mm. So then if you're adding random notes and notes that don't fit in what your brain wants, then that's creating a clash. So it's all based off of what you already know in your body. But it's just there, people and artists and musicians have just learned what 
evoke certain things just based mm-hmm. off of what brains naturally hear. Interesting. And, you know, you, you just blend. study. As a musician, like, I think of when I'm on stage, I, I study the people, you know, in the, the audience or whatever, you know, and try to gauge where they're at and either increase my energy or follow their flow. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you do as an artist of any kind, but I think especially as a musician is you watch and you learn and you you continue to create not just based on your personal preferences but what you see others want sure. and respond to. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's why that's why I think a lot of people I mean can like I guess connect with music and stuff because it generates a feeling and people like I guess connect with that and I mean you think like with progressive music something that just kind of starts off and goes all the way up and hits a climax I mean you feel something from that right. you know sure you, I mean you can just feel like just emotion and you don't even necessarily like have to click with everything that they're saying you can just feel right. the music and you can just feel emotion off of that yeah. so I mean I feel like there is a definitely I feel like a correlation just with just the music alone and our brain yeah. and how like it can just make us feel a certain way just from that yeah, yeah. I, this is kind of a cool story in music history in college I learned um, there's this it's a tale they don't know how much accuracy is to it but mm-hmm. it's just kind of one of those things that everyone knows in the music world music used to not have dynamics and dynamics is the volume in mm-hmm. music so songs might start soft and then get louder and then get softer again well they used to not do that it used to all be the same Long dynamic kind of yeah straight. and then that would have been like during the Gregorian and uh, into the Baroque and then in the Baroque period they started doing Terence dynam- dynamics where it would change Probably you know lower to high or something yeah like that. you'd go from really soft to really loud to soft to loud and there was no quick gradual yeah there was nothing gradual or subtle about it it was okay. soft then loud soft then loud you know right. and so for the first time when they created the piano that was because their instruments just couldn't do it you couldn't mm-hmm. You didn't Move have that much like control. That. You, right. didn't, you know, so then when the piano was created and then they were able to start adding control, they said that this whole audience in the first performance where they used subtle dynamics, where it started and then slowly got bigger and then bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. people actually rose out of their chairs. Like, yeah. <laughs> they were sitting on the edge of their chairs in this theater and then just everyone just slowly started going to their feet. And I people didn't even necessarily realize they were doing it it was subconscious but wow. they had never experienced that and you just kind of think of like being like heightened like your brain I is could, like i, I could imagine for like the first time people right. hearing that it's almost involuntary it'd almost it, be like a drug like yeah. almost you know it's like hypnotizing yeah. yeah it's like hypnotizing it's, your brain yeah. kind of or, we've all had those moments with music where you sure. connect with it so much you forget about your any other sensory thing around you you know that's crazy i didn't even really ever think about that the power that the music has to captivate like that or to or to move. I mean, that's the thing that I think is crazy, like with, or with, uh, you know, my my beliefs of like the creation of the world and, and it happening through, you know, words being spoken. Like I can just see that, like the vibrations. Like I think I've, I think I've like told you that before, but just like, I don't know. I think that's crazy. Just the power that that speaking has, you know. Mm-hmm. As a, as a whole, but then especially in music, I think you know they're they're correlated. Mm-hmm. The the power of creating, and that's always why I've enjoyed singing. You know, I have a lot of friends that love playing instruments, and I do too. But my connection has always been with singing because I love lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love poetry. I love reading. I love words. But you know, I like 
making music match with what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. to me, that's an art form, too. And I like the singer-songwriter kind of vibe where you're really matching them together. I love that, yeah. you know? There's a rhythm, and you're kind of going with the rhythm yeah. and stuff like that. And I, that's why I like a lot of rap, too, yeah. you know, because I feel like they do a really good job at making sure that what they're saying kind of fits with the flow, too. Right, you know? yeah, and exactly. Almost more conversation and, and more human-like, because that's what you would do as a human. Sure. You know, you want to just have everything the same to, you know, if your emotions change or based on what you're saying, you get louder or softer, you know. For sure. Yeah, you kind of touched on it earlier. You said that, <clears throat> um, and these weren't your exact words, but that, you know, that the best artists create towards their audience or, you know, towards the people that are consuming, mm-hmm. you know, their art. Because one thing, I mean, one thing for an artist, you're definitely trying to communicate a message of your own and you're there's a personal element to it. I feel like like you're doing it for yourself, but you're right. The I think the best artists are those that can see the needs of others and use their art form to communicate, you know, a message to to be able to influence, right. mm-hmm. you know, cuz cuz music is one of those things that is so closely related to the, you know, human soul as are, you know, a handful of other art forms and other things that it's really power, you know, it's really powerful. It really is powerful. Mm-hmm. It's a very powerful platform. Yeah, I mean, just go on YouTube and look how many millions of views some of these songs have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you think of the content, you know, are these millions of people listening to music that's uplifting their life and promoting them to be a better person? Or are they listening to stuff that's only bringing them down? And now mm-hmm. I'm no one to judge because I listen to a huge range of music and not everything has a necessarily a positive impact or sure. influence, you know, or message. Or a conscious. But it's important. You know, yeah, it's, it's super I mean, yeah, important what you consume. Like, yeah, people feel it. It's, it's kind of like people call it like it's a vibe, you know, like you're just feeling the music and you're just enjoying yourself. It doesn't necessarily have to have a yeah. positive like context sure. or anything like that. But I that. think it definitely helps and I think it's important that artists remember that, that they're not just there to be an entertainer. They also have any a unique platform to really, you know, yeah, well, some, spread some, positivity. Yeah, some artists, artists lose that whenever they kind of just like come in, like contact with all the money, and right. like start having all that. They, they kind they of like it changes them. The, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, you know, you um, you hear you've heard it in superhero movies. I'm sure you know with great power comes great responsibility. But I think, you know, artists maybe sometimes don't think about that because I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, well, you know, I didn't sign up to be a role model and." you know, what have you, but if you have that influence and you have that power, then you are responsible for whether, you know, you use it for a positive or a negative way. Yeah. And I don't think, you know, I don't think enough people really do that. I don't think enough people look at the, um, the impact that their life has on other people or their, you know, gifts or talents. You know, a lot of times they're either just thinking about themselves and how they can, um, you know, advance, not knowing that they could be influencing a lot of people in a certain direction. Sure. Yeah. And just like I think it's the artist's responsibility to keep in mind their audience, I mean, as consumers, we still have a responsibility, too, to find that, you know, find this information out or to to know or, or discover that, hey, you know, maybe I didn't know music was so influential over my life, but... I'm listening to this certain kind of music and it's having this effect on me, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I need to change the the input of, 
of what I'm taking in. You know? I've done that several times in my life where I've just been in too negative a vibe and the music I've been listening to isn't, like, helping. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I need to, like, listen to something that's a little more, you know, upbeat, you yeah, know, for a while point. or kind of detox from some of the, you know, crazy stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's important. Just as a human to recognize what needs you have, you know, self-check yourself and see, hey, if I'm in this kind of a mood, do I really need to be furthering aggravate aggravating that mood or should I be trying to do things to to help me come out of that whether it's through music or whatever sure. you know people just need to be self-aware I think a lot of times we do spend a lot of times thinking about other people and we forget to just check on ourselves too you know? for sure yeah I think that's probably uh whole different topic and, well not well not necessarily a whole other topic but definitely in in part yeah I mean uh, yeah <laughs> another topic I was gonna say it's that's the that's the ego there, you know, saying I'm fine, you know, I've got I've got it together. I don't, you know, yeah. I don't need help. It's only other people that need help. <clears throat> but I mean, human beings were you know we're sponges, and we are heavily influenced by a lot of things. And I think even as adults, you know, we we tend to look at kids and be like, oh, you know, they're they're the only ones that are sponges. Just when you're young is you're is, right. is the only time that you're vulnerable or yeah, highly impressionable. But no, life. I mean your whole life you're you're constantly evolving. You're constantly changing. Your your ideas and thought patterns are changing, and the information that you're taking in is is influencing yeah. those things. If we're if you're if you're conscious if you're conscious enough to know that certain people are products of their environment, then you can't then say that you're not going to be a product of the things that you're still. You know. That's in your environment. Yeah, that, yeah. that you're in the environment that you're creating. Yeah. For sure. Same rules apply to you as they do everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They ain't no, they ain't no deviation. They ain't no special treatment. <laughs> <laughs> only, only in, you know, maybe in superficial ways, but right. we're all on the same boat. That's definitely true. So, so what are some... If you guys are open to sharing, what are some of the uh, of the positive influences or or some of the most positive uh, experiences that you've had with music? Like what what stands out is something that is uh, was a very. Are you talking about just like a certain artist? Or are you talking or like a moment in time? Could be either one. A moment in time, like an experience that you guys had that that really uh, impacted you or made you feel like music was a bigger, you know like it was going to have a bigger role then yeah mm-hmm. i mean honestly i feel like i started connecting with music more when i like got out of um high school and i feel like a lot of um the music i did listen to it's not necessarily it was bad i was just listening to just music and i didn't really like i guess connect with it as much as i did and it and i just started to listen to kind of like uh, like classical music then like stuff that uh, my dad used to listen to stuff like maybe like chicago america like kind of just like and it kind of like put me in his perspective I could kind of see like a wide range of it and stuff like that and it kind of made me appreciate every single type of music yeah. and realize that everyone's talented and like what they're doing isn't easy and they're putting like sure. a lot of stuff into it and heart and soul you know yeah Elton John too I mean like great great artist you know something someone who makes you feel some sort of way whenever he sings yeah, yeah. That was cool. You said that listening to your dad's kind of style of music help you put, kind of help you see things through his eyes. Like, what do you, like, can you expand on that? Like, what, 
can or be more like specific like, sure because that's that's a cool idea like i never i, I never really thought well about yeah that. i mean like it kind of, well like let's say for instance like with like hip-hop maybe like um i'm a i'm a white male I'm, i don't maybe understand completely the what, culture yeah the, maybe the culture or like what people have to go through and stuff like that when they're raised in environments like that so it kind of gets you like a a full outlook of like how things are doing and then you can mm -hmm. like it, it, it makes an understanding almost it kind of you kind of see why um like uh people do certain things you know but i mean it, it, there's everything there's a there's a source to everything sure right yeah, but I've done that too. Like I've listened to music my parents listened to just for the sake of trying to understand them better. Right. Like I would ask them, "What were your favorite artists when you were my age and stuff?" And they would tell me, and I'd go and listen to that music specifically with the purpose of trying to just understand their generation and them personally better. So I know what you're. Yeah, it's, saying. it's fun. It's funny to listen to music that was like the super popular during that time area. So you kind of give like an idea of like what it's everyone. Like a time machine. Yeah. In a yeah. Way, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, like being this, a this part is what, of history. This is what everyone like liked to listen to back in the day. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no other way that you can really, like, experience something that was a part of history. Sure. Like, I can't think of, I mean, except for maybe looking at a painting, but truly experience something, yeah. singing the song the same way your parents could have sang it, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. Right. You can't really do that with anything else. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I never really thought about that either. It's, it's cool how many things you can learn if you're open to it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like so many people <clears throat> um, look at different genres of music or just different tastes as anything as a, as a reason or a opportunity to separate themselves from, from yeah. a group and be like, oh, no, I'm not, I don't like that. You know, I don't like that kind of music. It's, you know, whatever. Right. And label people instead of listening to it and taking the opportunity to understand a group of people more mm -hmm. or appreciate them better. They're just so quick to recognize it as not being yeah. like they're not you know identifying. Yeah, that doesn't it. represent anything I represent, so I, I don't want to understand that at all. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Or yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to try to find the value and you know find the value in it or or evaluate it or. You, you should at least appreciate the fact that they're talented and they're making music something that has a rhythm to it. It's not easy. I mean, right. like, it takes skill to do something like that, and they're. Obviously, for most part, people get like a positive. It's on the radio. Yeah. People get like a positive, you know. Sure, and I mean, but I mean, even beyond just the appreciation of the music, I just mean so if it if it helps you appreciate the person, because yeah. if music is a universal language like that, and you know, I don't know, maybe maybe everybody isn't capable of listening to music and being able to like appreciate, you know, get to a place where they can appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe there's just certain genres or certain types of music that no matter how many times somebody listens to something, it's just going to sound like nails on a chalkboard to them. I, I believe that. I think there are things like that for me. <laughs> See, there's it's probably true, but I feel like if I was in the right frame of mind, like I could appreciate any style of music at any given time. Hey, I teach elementary music, so I deal with a lot of out-of-tune <laughs> music a lot, so I've learned to appreciate a lot, too. Sure. <laughs> Take the good with the bad, you know, so, yeah. yeah, there's definitely something to say for that. Sure, but I mean, but I was going to say, like, even beyond that, but just, yeah, just understanding them as a person, because if music is a universal language that has the power to cross so many boundaries, and it can give you the insight into, you know, individuals or, you know, into their mm -hmm. perspective, like, you should take it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, you know, that's a lesson just for life in general is to, is to try and learn as much as you can. I think so. Absorb. Was it the envoys? 
I'm telling you. Sorry. We've been watching this show called Altered Carbon. We actually just finished it today. Shout out, plug, plug on Netflix. Check it out. Um, it's really good. They, they didn't pay me to say that, but it's a really cool show. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's from the show. There are these people called envoys, and they try to absorb all the information that's available so that they can learn and become smart. Kind of reminds me of, like, a Jason Bourne type yeah. thing. Like, really be aware of your surroundings and see how they all connect. Yeah. Be be aware. Yeah. Stay woke. Stay, stay woke. You know? Stay woke. That's the New Mind Collective, man. That's what we're doing. We're trying to... We're trying to quiet ourselves down and, you know, open our eyes a little wider. Expand our... Our consciousness, expand our thought processes, learn, yeah, make the world a better place. I mean, that's the thing. If you don't want to make the world a better place, at the very least, you know, don't negatively affect it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't try to get in the way of people that are trying to make the world a better place. That's all I'm trying to say. So, use music as a opportunity to express yourself in a deeper way or understand somebody else in a deeper way or a culture. And if you're talented enough to be a musician or a songwriter, use your, use your craft for good with a positive message. And if you aren't a musician and that isn't your craft, uh, like I said, just use it. Use, use your ears and your influence in a positive way. And it's never too late to learn. And it's never too late to learn. Honestly, I'm 29 years old, and I just—I mean, I've been involved in music. I've, you know, was the hottest rapper around <coughs> <laughs> for a long time. No one else noticed it, but uh, nobody. Yeah, nobody else took notice. But um, but I was there, and and I was doing the things. So you know, ever since high school, writing funny raps with my friends, um, you know, just trying to make them laugh. But anyway, never too years, late to learn. Never music. too late to learn. A couple years ago, uh, a friend of mine who is a really talented singer and piano player. Um, gave me their keyboard and really influenced me. Uh, with their voice and with their talent to start learning music when I was living in New York. And when I came back, um, I kept with it and uh, continued to progress, met other people and uh, other influences um, that helped me with my craft. And I'm still practicing. I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but uh, I'm going to get there. And Choli, you've got a you've got a keyboard. Yeah, you just gotta Choli. get the power cable for it, right? Yeah. I'll absolutely. teach you. I'll teach you how to make the, the keys tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't exactly know what that means, but I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> you'll be uh you'll be a uh you could do it, man. Yeah, for sure. You need yeah, a, absolutely. We could start a band. Yeah. <laughs> we, could, we could start a band. I feel like it's been said so many band. times. It's gonna <laughs> hey, it's gonna happen. I'm 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 doing it. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. This is the New Mind Collective. Tune in for episode four. We love you. Take care.
Oh, just kidding. Cue the, cue the, cue the outro. There we go. Cue the outro music. We'll, we'll see you guys next next week. <laughs>